You're listening to the ProcureTech Podcast, your weekly show for all that's cooking in the digital procurement space. Yes, we've got the hottest startups, thought leadership and conversation from visionary industry experts and definitely no stiff corporate content. I'm your host, James Meads, procurement pro, digital nomad and ProcureTech fanboy. And now here's this week's show. Yes, welcome to another episode of the ProcureTech podcast, where every week we bring you insights and interviews from startup founders in the digital procurement space, as well as influencers, academics, and case studies of successful digital transformation to inspire and encourage you on your journey, perhaps if you're struggling with convincing your CFO or difficult stakeholders uh, with what you want to achieve. So on today's show, I've brought on the founder of a startup from Denmark who is very much into the message of encouraging deep interaction with both suppliers and with stakeholders to ensure that suppliers are delivering and are performing and that stakeholders are involved in reporting on that. And SRM indeed has been a huge topic coming out of the pandemic in terms of who has been at the front of the queue, so to speak, when it comes to all of the supply chain disruption and making sure that companies get their goods and services on time to the right quality when there are shortages of raw materials, for example. So without any further ado, I would like to introduce you to this week's guest, who is Lars Kuch from Lean Linking. Hello, Lars. Hello, James. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. And uh, yeah, awesome to have you on the show. We've been following each other on LinkedIn for a while, and I always think whenever you post something, I, I usually unanimously agree with it. So I think we're going to have a good discussion here. I'd like to start off, actually, in terms of leading into this with a quote from your website, which says procurement without supplier management is like sales without account management. It doesn't work. And the story that you told me when we were just chatting away before I hit record, I think is a, a perfect example of that. So maybe you can just regale that story again for the listeners and we can jump in from there. Yeah, sure, James. Yeah. So what I was telling was basically, you know, the reason why I decided to, to start the lean linking, uh, which is a supplier management solution. And uh, the, the, the background is basically that, uh, you know, after business school, I, I, I started working in an organization called Wolsey, uh, which was a, a plumbing and heating distributing business at that time. And I worked in, as procurement analyst in, in my first job. And then I had many different uh, positions in procurement, uh, ending as head of procurement for Wolsey Central Europe. And in that role, I really had a, lot, a, a big challenge around the supplier review meetings, because when we have these big suppliers and we have these typically quarterly review meetings with these big suppliers, we, we, we go into a meeting room, we meet with the sales director, the key account direct, director or other important people on, on the supplier side. We shake hands, we sit around the table and then we ask each other this golden question, which is how's our cooperation going? And I can admit today that uh, I never had a clue on 
how our co cooperation was really doing with, with a specific <laughs> supplier. And uh, I bet you're I not the not, only one. <laughs> I did not ad admit that at that time, of course, but my problem was basically that uh, I had no feedback. I had no facts. I had, had no data on how the relationship with the supplier uh, was. I had no data on supplier performance. Of course, I had data on spend. Uh, of course, I had data on OTIF performance if I did an effort to collect those data, et cetera. But I was basically sitting in a large international organization with, with thousands of stakeholders that were working with this supplier to some degree. And I had no input on how they saw this supplier, how satisfied, dissatisfied they were with the cooperation. I had no data on where were the problems in the corporation, where was the supplier overperforming, and these kind of facts that were really important for me if I should go into that supplier review meeting and give con concrete feedback to the supplier on, you know, where does the supplier perform well, where do they need to improve, etc. That's, I mean, if you had the spend to be able to take in, then I think you're probably one step ahead of a lot of organizations already by having that. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's almost... It's almost depressing to say that, but I still think it's the case. So I get what you're saying, and there are kind of two parts to this, right? I mean, on the one hand, there is how do you how do you maintain existing supplier relationships in terms of what you said, things like quarterly business reviews or or, or monthly business reviews with your strategic suppliers. But then on the other hand, I guess it's all about gathering information from the other parts of the organization too, and uh, you know, understanding some of the softer aspects as well as things like, you know, are they delivering on time? Is their quality good? Mm -hmm. So, to what extent would you say supplier relationship depends on hard data versus soft data? Well, I think it depends on both. I would say you, as a supplier manager, you would need to have access to, to both type of data. You would need to have a availability to uh, you know, hard data from the core systems of the organization, like uh, you know, spend data in the ERPs typically or, or other systems. You would need to have uh, access to the delivery performance data like uh, OTIF uh, from the logistics systems or ERPs. You would need to have uh, quality information on, you know, number of incidents uh, uh, from, from the, the, the core systems if they're registered. And if they're not registered, you need to find a way to, to, to actually build a structure around registering issues on supplier deliveries. But you would also need the more, you could call it subjective feedback from the stakeholders within the business that actually works with suppliers because there are just elements of a cooperation with a supplier that you cannot measure in hard facts that you have in an ERP or other systems today. That is something around you know, uh, you know, ease of cooperation with suppliers. That is something about suppliers' responsiveness, uh, et cetera. And then you know, some people would say, yes, you have SLAs, et cetera. Uh, yes, you do have SLAs, uh, but it's often on specific categories of suppliers where you, where you can actually have uh, SLAs. There are many categories of suppliers where it's much more, in practice at least, much more difficult to define these. And, and for these areas, you just need to ask your stakeholders, how do they see the cooperation with the suppliers to get that subjective feedback from them, in my opinion. And that's a really good point, actually, because there are very different methods and ways that you would collect data for, for example, something like raw materials versus if if you're looking at indirect spend, you know, something like, like IT or, or, or spare parts versus 
if you're looking at then something that is just completely service related, for example, you know, how do you manage the performance of a marketing agency? You know, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. A, that, that's almost a, a completely different question to how do you manage the performance of a, of a raw materials vendor? So, I mean, in terms of what you've developed with the platform, how do you manage the different nuances between categories and, and direct and indirect spend in that sense? Well, well, we supported Lean Linking both the, the, the management of suppliers in, in direct and indirect uh, spend, but the type of data that you manage on is different on the two categories because typically on direct spend suppliers, you would have more performance data than you would have on indirect suppliers from the core system. So example is uh, on, on direct spend suppliers, you would have uh, OTIF uh, measurements uh, in, in some organizations and in some organizations, you would also have some kind of quality measures on, on suppliers like a part per million defect KPI, for instance. On the indirect side, you typically would not have much data to work with, basically. And that's where the more subjective feedback becomes much more relevant, I would say. Uh, and uh, what you can do uh, on our solution is, for instance, uh, reach out to a large stakeholder network of users of uh, certain suppliers and then ask them to give their ratings on suppliers on different criteria of your choice uh, to, to get this feedback, not only from the key stakeholder within the business, which is maybe at a CXO level, but also to get feedback uh, from the actual users of a supplier because it's actually uh, on the user level that you actually get that feedback that can actually be value, valuable in a quarterly review meeting with a supplier where you can be concrete on what are the concrete problems we need to solve here to take cost out of the supply chain and uh, maybe uh, you know, improve our, our, our overall cooperation with a supplier. Yeah, and that's a, that, that's a really good point because often something some, somebody like the stores person can often give very valuable feedback you know if they're if they're packaging their goods in a in an inefficient way or if they're if they're constantly making partial deliveries or having to deal with returns that yeah. they're just little things that drive inefficiencies then in 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 your business as well so yeah i can i can really see the benefit of that and it's not always it's not always something that you can measure only on objective data. And like you say, you know, for many, for in manufacturing businesses, for raw materials, you yeah. can, you can pull that data to a certain extent out of a, an ERP system, but on, on indirect spend, it, it is absolutely much more difficult to manage. Yeah. So, I mean, if we, if we're talking purely about cost, first of all, what are the ways that you can use SRM and that you can use lean linking and the data that that can provide and, and, and show dashboards for to, to help to drive down cost or, or help to mitigate cost as part of a strategic supplier relationship management strategy? Yeah. So, so basically what we do on lean linking and what we say we do is we, we help organizations identify value leakage in the, in the cooperation with, with, with suppliers and we do this in different ways. All we already talked about, you know, getting feedback from the users in a structured uh, way. Uh, um, that information just gives you concrete uh, uh, insights that, that can actually be used to actually take out cost in, in the corporation. We, we also have 
uh, the possibility on lean linking to track uh, what we call non-conformance reports, or, or uh, you can think of it as a ticketing system. So whenever there is an issue on, on a delivery from a supplier, it can be registered on lean linking, shared with the suppliers, and, and then you track how many of these issues do you have on time over time. And, and, and this, is, this is basically just registering, you know, uh, costs that are added in, in the supply chain that, that basically should be taken out, you can say. And, and you can't take it out before you actually start registering and you start identifying that you actually have uh, some processes uh, with, with certain suppliers that doesn't work where there are issues. Uh, and, and by just registering this and highlighting these for the relevant people, for instance, the supplier managers in, in the organization, you know, you have concrete advice right there to, to take actions to actually take cost out of the supply chain. And, uh, and often when we talk direct spend, for instance, this is often happening in the goods received area, you know, where people stand, receive trucks from suppliers. And they identify issues uh, in, in the deliveries. And then, you know, if they can register uh, these cases in an easy way, uh, and then procurement can have easy access to this information, you have value right there. Because then procurement can take those, those information, that insight, into a supplier quarterly review meeting. And you can avoid that these things keeps repeating uh, over time, uh, these issues in the supply chain. So maybe you can walk me through then some of the advantages of using a tool like Lean Linking or indeed, you know, other best of breed solutions for SRM versus, you know, the limitations perhaps of ERP systems. I think we touched on it a bit already in terms of, you know, it's difficult to do it for indirect commodities and ERP systems, but there are also a lot of digital procurement suites, you know, these enterprise level solutions that that claim to do everything. So where do you see the limitations of both ERP systems and these you know, digital procurement all-encompassing suites that have been on the market now for a number of years? Well, well, I think ERPs are simply not built for supplier management. They are not built for, for sharing information with suppliers and, and being uh, you know, uh, transparent with suppliers. They are built to, to manage everything that happens within the company. Um, and that's one advantage we have with lean linking. You know, we are built to actually make collaboration and a transparent cooperation with the suppliers uh, seamless. So you can share data, you can share issues, you can share ratings with suppliers over the platform and, and, and truly engage suppliers in, in a collaborative and, and transparent way. And regarding the Arribas, the Coopers, et cetera, it's not a focus area for, for, for these companies, at least to my knowledge. Uh, they, they don't have uh, actual solutions in, in SIM. Uh, uh, maybe they have something they brand, but they don't have solutions where uh, you, you basically enable not just to, to capture data from your, uh, from, from your core systems like the ERPs or other solutions, but also to capture information from your stakeholders within the, uh, the business uh, so that you get this 360 picture on uh, not only what does your, your hard data say, but what does your stakeholders actually say uh, around your uh, suppliers and how, how, how they uh, perform. And they don't en enable this uh, scorecarding and sharing of scorecarding uh, on suppliers with the suppliers over the platform. So you can actually work with shared agendas on, on the same platform uh, around uh, improving the collaboration together. And I think the difference between ERP systems and, and these sort of enterprise level digital procurement suites, or certainly if I 
if I look at SAP, they've done a lot recently to, to sort of integrate with some of these best of breed solutions. And they now have an app store, don't they? And they've coll- they're collaborating actively with startups that are that are offering these best of breed solutions to, to enable them to plug into the data that SAP as an ERP system has. And I think that that actually is quite a smart move if they're recognizing that it's it's not their core business, but that businesses need to have this functionality in a way to be able to, to connect the data. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and we also, uh, with many customers, we are an add-on to Ariba, for instance, uh, also. So, so we, we have many customers that has Ariba uh, already, and, and then they, they put us on top, uh, you, you can say, uh, yeah. to, to that suite. So let's explore a little bit in terms of a business that may not be so cost-focused in terms of how they manage their suppliers. I mean, I'm thinking the obvious example of a tech business, like someone like a, a Google or a, or a Facebook that's you know, probably not got their eyes so much on cost and are more into things like innovation and, and growth, especially if it's like a smaller, rapidly growing tech startup that, uh, that, wants to, that wants to scale rather than look at cost management as their primary objective. What sort of objectives then would they have as part of their SRM strategy uh, and how could Lean Linking help them to achieve that? Yeah, so in, in, in those kind of companies like Google tech companies, but also in companies like Pharma, uh, for instance, where actually the, 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 the cost on suppliers is quite small compared to, to the turnover. It, 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 in those kind of uh, companies, you know, uh, the focus is not so much on, on cost savings, I would say, uh, in, in procurement. Uh, it, it's more on value creation and innovation. And, and, and the focus is often here, you know, how can you work better together with suppliers to actually uh, create new innovation or uh, more value for your end customers? Um, that, 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 is, that is what we see uh, out there. And uh, it's really interesting. I saw uh, at, a, at a conference uh, a few years ago, uh, a few VPs of uh, uh, procurement uh, from Google who said that they, in their uh, central procurement team, uh, the, 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 the term cost savings uh, were not allowed to save, basically, which, which, <laughs> okay. which, which was quite interesting, you know, given the fact that it was, was a procurement function. Um, but the, 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 the logic here is basically that, uh, as they said, you know, the, when, they, when they select suppliers, they are looking for suppliers that can actually help them develop a new product that can take them to the next level. The example they gave at that time was basically at that time, and I think they closed that project, uh, but at that time they were looking to provide internet via air balloons uh, across the world. And they were seeking a supplier who could produce these air balloons so they could stay up there in the air for many, many years. And then they basically said they didn't care whether such an air balloon costed $50,000 or $100,000. If it could just stay up there and deliver the quality they needed, you know, then they, they, they basically didn't care about uh, the cost of the product because the value in what they could bring would be so much bigger, uh, basically. So, so, you know, in those kind of companies, you know, that there is a different way of looking at supplies and it's much more... Uh, driven together with their own product development, uh, you can say, and their own innovation uh, that they need to bring to the market. Absolutely. And the, the, the amount of revenue and profit that those companies can generate just through having the right innovation partner can, can, can just 
make any cost savings pale into insignificance, I guess. It's a different world, yeah. isn't it, to the to yeah. the more traditional manufacturing company that's always got their eyes on cost. So yeah. I guess my final question then that I would ask you is, if, if a procurement manager or a head of procurement uh, was to start an SRM strategy pretty much from scratch and was given the opportunity to, to use your software, what would be perhaps the, the, the three tips that you could give them to get the most out of it in terms of how they engage their suppliers and stakeholders uh, and build a strategy around that, regardless of whether they're more focused on cost or, or, or innovation? The first thing I would say is, you know, you should be very clear about what is the objective of uh, your SIM program uh, and have that uh, that clearly divide, uh, defined uh, in the organization and have top management uh, commitment and support uh, to, to this. Uh, that That is what we see always uh, is critical, uh, basically. So that is number one. Um, number two, uh, I, I would say is, uh, do a supplier segmentation where you clearly define different segments of suppliers that you want to manage differently. What we see often is uh, organizations, they do a supplier segmentation and put suppliers uh, into groups like uh, strategic, tactical, operational, or something like that. And, and then they just work with the suppliers in the same way across uh, the different segments. That's not the point of the segmentation. The point of segmentation is to clearly work very differently with different types of suppliers in, in, in very different ways. Um, so that's, that's the second recommendation, to do a segmentation and make clear des decisions on how are you actually going to manage these different suppliers differently. And then the third is regarding organization. What I uh, suggest uh, uh, is that you, you take a new look at your organization. And maybe if you have a very clear cut category split of your organization, then maybe not change that, but add to it uh, uh, two new uh, uh, organizations or teams, you could say, a team for supplier onboarding and sourcing and a team for supplier management. Uh, because for me, uh, when you need to manage suppliers, it is a completely different uh, process than actually uh, finding new suppliers, running an RFQ process, doing negotiations. Uh, working with suppliers and actually creating more value with suppliers, that requires a special skill set around business, joint business development, understanding business and how you, as two organizations, can work together, uh, identify uh, cost in supply chain and take them out, and how you can co-develop to actually create more value together. And that is a very difficult task, uh, I think, and it requires a very special skill set uh, to, to actually be extremely successful in that position. There are three great tips, actually, Lars. Thank you for that. That's uh, I think that's a real golden nugget for anyone that's listening to this and is is maybe starting an SRM strategy from scratch or has, is in an organization that maybe paid it lip service in the past, but never really developed it, as you say, beyond the you know strategic, tactical, and I can't remember the other one that you said in terms of supplier segmentation. So uh, yeah, thank you for those tips. Final question, Lars, if anyone would like to connect with you or perhaps arrange a demo or learn a little bit more about what Lean Linking can do and what it can measure and the look and feel of the system, uh, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Just go to leanlinking.com and then it's quite clear uh, what, what you need to do uh, to, uh, to request a demo. 
Fantastic. So what, what are your plans for the future, actually? Have you got anything exciting in development? Yes, uh, we do, uh, now that you are asking. So we are actually uh, in, in the early stages of uh, developing a fact-based negotiation solution where we enable procurement and supplier negotiators to actually utilize all the data you have on suppliers in, in our current solution to, to actually uh, bring insights uh, into the negotiation solution and give concrete advice on how you should uh, actually approach the, the negotiation. And then we build a process around it to, to, to make the, the negotiation process much more seamless than it is in most organizations today. So that's something we uh, expect to release here late this year. Uh, basically, we, we just started development uh, of it. Uh, so it's very exciting. And that seems like the obvious logical next step with all of the data that you're collecting, right? So I think, yeah, that's a that's a really smart add-on. And I think it's also something that 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 fits or, or marries really nicely to what you do as your core solution. So yeah, good luck with that. When you launch it, maybe we can do a follow-up interview or get you back on. So uh, yeah, Lars, thank you so much for joining me today. Great to learn about what you're doing and some of the problems that in your own career had inspired you to create your own startup. It's always nice to hear fellow procurement pros uh, developing something to fix a problem that's well known uh, within our industry. So uh, yeah, all the best for the future and uh, keep in touch. Definitely. Thanks for having me, James. Pleasure. Take care. You too. Thanks. So I hope that interview gave you a little bit of inspiration around how you can either start or maximize or build on your SRM strategy within your organization. And obviously, because this is a show all about procurement tech, as a cool software platform there with Lean Linking of how you can do it and extrapolate some great data that is not just hard data, but also some soft data from your stakeholders too. Thank you very much for listening to the show. I realize now there are a lot of procurement podcasts out there. So I'm very grateful that you've chosen to, to, uh, to listen to us today. And thank you for inserting us into your earballs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show where you listen to your podcasts if you want to get notifications of new episodes every week when we publish and if you'd like to be a guest on the show maybe you've got a cool story to tell to our listeners then just drop me a line or connect with me on LinkedIn and I would love to hear from you until next time take care wherever you are and bye for now